thought he was the man to lead us through the long night. But I was wrong. Do you like games, little man? He would spill blood in this holy place. The gods were mine. They spill more blood than the rest of us combined. Who are you? No one. The dead are coming. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Less than two weeks remain. Unreal. I hope Tyrion's okay. I think he'll be alright. <laughs> Micah, you predicted it. Another trailer? Yeah, you're like, hey, it's a trailer. And this one definitely delivers in terms of new scenes because there's a I, I don't know what the percentage level is, but in terms of new content, this one ranks above all the others yeah, yeah this would have been one of those moments uh, for our podcast first off thank you everyone for listening to game of owns if we would have had the opportunity to record the evening when this dropped it would have been watch it a yeah, few i would have had times. nothing to say <laughs> after i watched this trailer for the first time the other trailer was so hype about it not that i'm not hype about this but i was speechless i just yeah. didn't know what to say it was like this is happening so fast i am not ready and it's less than two weeks away and the hype has been building, right? Because we had the LA premiere take place this past weekend. In addition to this trailer, we got three clips that dropped that give us a little bit more of an in-depth look at a couple of scenes. And on top of that, we had Liam Cunningham on Conan's show where he gave an interview, but also gave an exclusive look uh, at a scene from the first episode. So it's all kind of falling into Can I just say, though? It was and, awesome. And I know that, you know, it, it was awesome, but I'm getting a little worried with the amount of press that Liam Cunningham is doing. You know, he's one of my favorite characters, Davos. I don't, is that like a recipe for, a, uh, no, you know where I'm going with this? No, they're playing to their strengths. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be all over this season. It's Lord Davos. Right? If we could ask for seems, yeah. more of a person. There's a lot of great characters, but I mean, he's leading armies. So cool. We're <laughs> minus one host this week. We love you, Eric Skull. Yeah, he was so stunned by the uh, recent trailer uh, that, uh, and now I know this might shock you. Joined the White Walkers. No, I was going to say words <laughs> escaped him <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. There's so much to unpack here from uh, the LA madness out here. Just for the past, really, you could say just week, if you're involved in Game of Thrones at all has been uh, exciting. And it's just been a really good buildup compared to other years. Because at this point, there are those among us who have seen select episodes, and that's not the case. There are those among us who have been able to report in certain ways because of that, or put forth a narrative based on their knowledge of the books. And again, this year is not the case. Mm-hmm. Season six is a new beast. Yeah, and it's really the the actors and the showrunners that are overly giddy about the fact that they know what the fans don't for the first time. You know, in the existence of the show, as as you were touching on, Zach, there are no book fans that are coming into this season that know what is going to happen. They don't know any of the major moments. They don't know who's going to live. They don't know who's going to die. And for me as a fan, being in that situation, I know everybody is in that situation now on our show, but that wasn't the case in years past. And so I'm just looking forward to approaching this season much like I approached the first season of Game of Thrones in that mm-hmm. I had absolutely no idea from one episode to the next what was going to happen, how shocking those moments were when Bran got pushed out a window and, and Ned had his head chopped off at Baylor. It's just... It, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> You're watching it. these trailers and it's just, it's all brand new. You take it all in. Yeah. You can talk like we are right now. You can theorize and it's great. I feel like everything that's going to happen in season six is going to make Ned's head getting chopped off seem like a minuscule <laughs> plot point compared to well, what we're seeing. And it looks like here. that one Sir Robert Strong can rip somebody's head off just with <laughs> Well, we've seen fingers. him smash someone's head off. So where do we even begin? I mean, the, we've used a photograph at Watchers of uh, a man in Targaryen armor stabbing a man not in Targaryen armor, and that could be dove into a little bit. But let's just appreciate that moment. We've seen another angle 
we've seen a few angles of that specific scene uh, just from this this one trailer, but over the course of these last trailers, and we've seen a lot of a concentration of similar things. I think it would be terrible of us to not mention the fact that we've gotten to see another angle of the White Walkers uh, walking toward the flame. What about all four of them on their horses just there? <laughs> I don't know what to say. I know. <laughs> like, I just feel speechless. I'm like, I, I think that's one theme that runs throughout the course of this trailer and it's going to run throughout all of season six. And that is that the war has now shifted and you have Davos leading the charge. There's a clip here where he's trying to rally a house that looks very much like House Mormont from the sig- mm-hmm. Sigil. So very nice job in terms of the showrunners dropping Liana Mormont's letter to Stannis. Yeah. Uh, I into... hope she's the one that Davos is talking to. <laughs> It'll be like the Please. scene with Rickon and Bran before, but a lot different. But the key focus, at least to me, one of the key focuses of this season appears to be the battle for the North. And there's clearly a battle that's going to take place between the wildlings and the boltons but then also how does the entire north kind of rally together around what is clearly the biggest threat to them and that is the white walkers who got some serious airtime for the first time ever in a trailer that i can remember mm-hmm. characteristically these trailers have been have been so much more concentrative of, of of white walkers and we've talked about this in our trailer episodes in the past so i'm curious because i traditionally we haven't seen a lot of the footage that are put into these trailers beforehand extend past the middle half of what actually takes place in the season so if this is what we're already getting now a guy with targaryen armor stabbing another man to the chest ferociously four white walkers standing in a row four white walkers walking toward a flame from two different angles not to mention everything else Season six is going to be fucking crazy at the end. Now these wide walkers, though, they've been established as characters enough so that you can actually give them spot in a trailer, a spot in a trailer. And, it, and it's not just for so long. They've they've been part of the periphery. Right. And it, it's mm-hmm. been those cut scenes, except maybe for hard home where they played a, a pivotal role. But all the other times that we've encountered them, it's it's been in these very sort of creepy moments. Uh, I'm thinking back to when. Craster's baby boy uh, was taken and and looked to be sacrificed upon that altar or changed those types of moments even going back to the very beginning of the show uh in in season one you know the prologue of a game of thrones now it's they're they're integral they're they're here now they're in the trailer multiple times right (laughs) yeah yeah touching brand's arm yeah touching brand's arm i feel like the first the first trailer that we got I mean, we didn't really quite know what role they were going to play yet. I think we had hope or an inkling, but I think exactly to your point, not only do we get do we get flashes of them, but they're present, and it's only and they're kicking ass the and season. taking names. Yeah. They are. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see the speculation and the the close up photographs of the Night's King? I forget what the timestamp is. You'll have to go look where he appears to have a, a large horn slung around his shoulders on on his back. I I. Th- couldn't decide if I thought that that was a horn or a sword. Right. There's some speculation about that. I don't know where I fall. Yeah, I'm looking at that still right now. So what do you think? That horse looks like he's seen better days. Yeah, he looks like the Lich King's (laughs) horse. It could be a horn, it could be a sword. Let's just say hypothetically, it is the horn. That's just, it's overpowered. They're already who they are. They really don't need the Horn of Winter at this point. And, And can we go back to to Sam and the boys digging the latrine and and finding the obsidian with that small horn there. It's like that's been out of the picture for a while now. Yeah, they're going to need as much obsidian as they can possibly find. And we talked about how we feel the White Walkers are moving forth in the scenes that are in these trailers, and we've just gotten another angle of those scenes. So if you listen to our March Madness episode, we kind of jump on that a lot. I feel like, though, this trailer showed us so much more of, like you said, Micah, the the centerpiece of this battle for the North. And more specifically, another glimpse at Sansa wearing the direwolf sigil across the chest of her dress. And what appeared to be the same exact location that Davos was standing with the Mormont sigil, sigil in the background. I've seen uh, pictures placed beside each other that match the chandelier and match the window and the color temperature and the set appears to be the same. So what do we think about that? So, I mean, I can't even talk about how I'm ex- how excited I am for her 
her plot line in this in this season because I think she's obviously rallying for the North, and I think obviously with Davos, which is cool, really cool to think about. Awesome combo, yeah. Yeah, you can't I'm, have Sansa and Davos in the same team. The show. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they are, though. I mean, I I think that they're trying to, at least from the fact that those pictures place them in the same spot. I feel like, yeah, if they're fighting for the North, then they're going to be doing it together. And I know that George R. R. Martin likes to lull us into these false senses of security, but to me, finally, it looks like, at least for the time being from these pictures, that Sansa is safe. Yeah, and it's time for her to take back. It's exactly what she says. That's the line, yeah. Yeah. What does she say? She says, it's, it's all, all I think, I think about. about. <laughs> Go for what it. Was taken from me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it shows the shots of Walder and of Ramsey. Yeah. How about that? The phrase for I the know, first time. I know. Walder Frey in a Game of Thrones season six trailer. She's I feel like coming for him. We got to see a Lannister camp again. When was the last time we saw a Lannister camp? Like Whispering Woods with all those tents? It's been a while. Um, I yeah, was when, when I saw Walder Frey. It did make me wonder, and I don't know what you guys think about this. Did you, if you throw think up? that? <laughs> well, yes, but also, <laughs> do you think that Sansa will pick up some of the Lady Stoneheart plot line? Uh, in her revenge, you know what I mean. Like that was one one of my thoughts is maybe if we're not going to get Lady Stoneheart, then maybe Sansa's going to play that part a little bit. I hope going so. Going forward, hmm. I think we've we've been waiting as book fans anyway to see Lady Stoneheart in the show. That's most likely not going to happen, but I'm still hoping. <laughs> there's always a chance, right? <laughs> yeah, I think season so. seven. I think season six. Mm, yeah, maybe. 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 I didn't mean to derail you, Micah, but I'm just. No, no. <laughs> I think we've talked a little bit about this, right? When we were in season five and just Sansa's appearance at times, the way that she was cloaked, it was very reminiscent of Lady Stoneheart. And mm-hmm. I really hope that she does take on some of the role that Lady Stoneheart has in the series. And I think that it, should she not appear in the show, obviously, it it makes sense. And and Sansa has certainly become a character that is just at this moment really, really itching for revenge. And yeah. that includes everything that happened last season with Ramsay to what the Freys are responsible for, for the Red Wedding. And obviously the Boltons played a massive role in that as well. Don't forget Lady. What's that? Revenge for Lady. Yeah, Always. Revenge for Lady. That's yeah. going all the way back to the Lannisters. But <laughs> she said, why, why stop at just the Boltons and the Freys yeah, and keep going? Let's go all out. <laughs> um, she's, I mean, she I, seems like she's in the position to do so. Well, yeah. At least I mean, from the trailer. Uh, it's looking like that, right? If she's standing in the same room as Davos, and he he's trying to convince the Mormons to fight with them, uh, and he holds up his hand and shows his fingers missing and, and like finally convinces them. It, it's interesting that you would have these two characters really trying to rally the North, unify the North against the Boltons and against those that are in power. But I feel like now is the time finally. And maybe Sansa even will become more powerful than Baelish had expected. There's there's a couple so. of shots of him in in this trailer where he looks a little bit concerned and maybe things aren't going exactly the way that he planned them. He lost his horse. He's just out there in the snow by himself without any snowshoes. Mm-hmm. I That's do think that Sansa is a weak point for him, regardless of what happens. And mm-hmm. so I'm really, really excited. Yeah. I'm just really excited. <laughs> I mean, so we're talking about the trailer, and so the trailer does make it seem like that's what's happening. So it would be interesting to see if it's all been sort of a misdirection, because I know that the earlier shots we got of Sansa, she seemed to be in distress, and now she's wearing stark clothing and standing uh, potentially in the same room as Lord Davos, who later is standing uh, in front of men on a battlefield. So it's 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 a curious situation. But I mean, what it, what it looks like is she's going to be a part of of this battle and she's going to be leading sort of like a contingent of it if mm-hmm. she's involved with uh with davos can we start chanting queen in the north yet yeah i think that's th- what the chant's gonna be okay perfect <laughs> and good thing that um we all learned our house sigils from old nan uh that we could pick out mormont we can pick out umber we can pick out tully as well at, at one yeah. point in this trailer yeah. how about yeah brienne and podrick at River Run. Back together, the dynamic duo. Who are they going to join? That's what I'm interested. Is it Edmure? 
I mean, he's probably a little bit preoccupied. Isn't Brendan Tully still alive? Yeah, he is. As far as I know. Yeah, as far as we know. It's the situation of Feast. See, this is where I'm I'm so intrigued because we saw more of of Jamie. And first we saw him interacting with the High Sparrow when they when they had that line. I can't remember the line exactly. What was the line? Oh, something about spilling blood. Yeah, you spill blood here and he's like, I don't think the gods will mind. They spill more blood than The High Sparrow says, You would spill blood in this holy place. To which Jamie replies, The gods won't mind. They spill more blood than the rest of us combined. <laughs> Shot to Jack and cutting off someone's face. Yeah, casually I think, cutting off I think my face. note on that was Jamie gives zero fucks with the High Sparrow things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so his stuff with the, uh, coupled with Cersei's line about him leading, you know, being at the front of the, the army and leading and sort of representing the Lannisters, traveling for his station and releasing captives and making sure allegiances lie in the right direction in the name of King Tommen, like he does in A Feast for Crows. I'm interested to see how that's going to coordinate with the fact that we just saw Brienne and Podrick standing in front of a Tully banner. Yeah. Did you notice that he's wearing Lannister armor? Are you serious? Yeah, he's wearing Lannister armor wow. in the shot of him riding in, in the Lannister camp. Damn. So I don't know what that means. It means, means he needs business. It means we get two cool custom armor situations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but him hooking, I mean, if we get him and Brienne back in the same vicinity. Scene, yeah. I mean, I I think everyone will just be super excited about that. I think that. Jamie would be pretty excited about that too. I think so too. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I just, it's hard to say because that that's, you know, we're speculating here. This isn't an episode to tune into. Like we want the answers. These guys are experts. They're going to decode what happens. At this point, it's kind of difficult to decode what's happening. Some of some of the stuff is is blaringly clear, and I'm scratching my head and wondering, wow, I wonder why would so much of that would be put into a trailer, and some other things are just really foggy. It just seems to be throughout this trailer all out chaos and and war, right? Mm-hmm. And and even war amongst the people. I think there's a direct comparison and we've made it before between really what's happening in King's Landing with the Faith Militant rising up against the Lannisters and what Danny was facing in Marine uh with the Sons of the Harpy. So both of them are are in this power struggle and that's in a way in contrast to what's going on up north where it's just all out war, swords clashing with each other, people dying but people are dying in, in both instances. It's just a little bit different. But it seems like things are finally going to come to a head in King's Landing. And the High Sparrow is in trouble. If Mace Tyrell's yeah. sitting on a horse with that large flamboyant hat isn't saying that things are about to come to a head in King's Landing and up, I don't know what will. Right. He's not just going out for a casual ride. <laughs> well, you never know. Mace, he's, he's a weird guy. No, Maybe it's he decorative, all right? He was just singing in yeah. Bravo's. He's representing the crown well, you know? Mm-hmm. He is. It's like he pines for the days of Lord Wentz Turney with these Targaryen helms with the the large, uh, you know, ceramic dragons and things. Like, he's just representing, and I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh. Good. I was just going to say I'm excited for the Faith Militant to just get wrecked. Well, that seems to happen yeah. from what we saw on the trailer. <laughs> yeah. So what, what if Robert Strong only kills people the way he killed Oberyn? He doesn't actually use a sword. Oh, he just smashes. People. I hate that. Also, do you think the shadow, uh, the guy getting stabbed in the back? I know a lot of readers and listeners have written and have said that's uh, that's Jamie killing the Mad King. Yeah, that's a silhouette of Jamie killing the Mad King. Look at the reflections. What do you guys think? That's so cool. I definitely, I definitely think that that's what that is. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I think because there's a moment where it kind of cuts between the High Sparrow. I think. And it doesn't look the same. And so I think they're trying to like fake you out. But it definitely matches the throne room, right? I mean, you freeze that frame and stare at it for a couple hours. And I definitely think that that's what it is. I think after a couple hours, it would pretty much look like anything. (laughs) I thought it was a reflection of Robert Strong. But I have to go back and take a closer look. See, this is what I love about all the speculation that can go on. And none of it is, is right. None of it's wrong. And and we'll be taking more of your thoughts and theories as the days progress because Eric is still going to have to at the beginning of next week's episode in some po- some way. Like, Eric's going to do his own episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That would be great. I, I think a lot of the the impetus for what we see around how the Lannisters are acting in this trailer is directly a result of what happened to Marcella. And and there's a clip that we're going to take a look at a little bit later on in this episode between Jaime and Cersei, what appears to be immediately following his arrival back to King's Landing yeah. with Marcella's body. And so I think the the reactions that we see, especially from Cersei, but even from Jaime, uh, in these moments, these interactions that he's having with the High Sparrow, uh, I think a lot of it is driven now by what he has seen happen to his family and now he is going to do what is necessary to protect it you know i think that it's almost like they have nothing to lose at this point because i mean Cersei's already lost so much what else is there tommen mm-hmm. i definitely think she's got nothing to lose no she doesn't and, and what i wonder though is zach you mentioned how mace terrell is there next to jamie has the story been flipped around a little bit by cersei in terms of how Marjorie and 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 Loras have ended up in the black cells like because really they're there because of Cersei but I wonder if the the tale has been told to Mace mm. that they ended up there because of the faith militant and the faith militant explicitly it's less her fault in the TV series than in the books that is true also I, you know what I mean like I would be more insistent um uh, if if they were adapted the same way. I would say that there's definitely been some hoodwinking here, but this could simply be the case of no matter who's to blame, the high sparrow is not releasing his captives until certain trials are done. And this is a travesty because this is the capital of the seven kingdoms. And we, the governing don't have a say in our family who are in cells. So it's, it's, it's a tough call. I think that no matter what, if it were Cersei's fault, um, or not that Mace would stand yeah, it, up to them, you know? It's interesting you bring that mm-hmm. up because it is more her fault in the book. She really oh, sets man. Marjorie oh, yeah. up oh, dude. versus yeah. in the show. And, I would say she probably sets Loras up more than, <laughs> than Marjorie. destroys them in the book. Yeah. Let's head east a little bit in this trailer because there is a lot taking place from Bravos to Marine. Volantis. Mm-hmm. To Volantis to Vias Dothrak. You think that they've made it to the Doshkaleen? Mm-hmm. It appears from a certain scene that Danny goes through. They don't look haggard or crony. This is Hollywood. <laughs> that's that's true, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they've gotten the Maggie the Frog treatment, I think. They're just, I don't know. They're not too crony. Danny in this trailer seems very reminiscent of season one Danny to me. Um, which is, I, and it's something that we've been talking about, her, just her posture and her situation. And so I'm you're talking about the Thinking. fact that she had her clothes taken off as well? Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> so. Well, Danny is off uh, dealing with the crones. Uh, Tyrion is ruling Marine, or at least trying to. And uh, no trailer would be complete without a witty remark from Tyrion Lannister. And um, he makes it known to Varys, to Masande, and to Grey Worm that dragons do not do well in captivity. And then Missande responded by saying, How do you know this? <laughs> to what? which he says, That's what I do. I drink and I know things. <laughs> like Hannah and Mike have rehearsed I... before we recorded. <laughs> you guys got, got this rapport I don't know about. I want to read yeah. one line. Just one. Sorry. Just one. Okay, so uh, he drinks and he knows things and he gets to fulfill his childhood dream. Yeah. Of which we're very excited about. We thought it could happen. We were excited in the last trailer. We were like, hey, Tyrion's looking up at something that has a source of light. It could be a very uh, normally placed torch, or it could be a dragon. And it's two. Congratulations. It made me think about, we just talked about this in the books, about Tyrion as a kid and how much he loved dragons and how he wanted one for himself. So, of course, he's going to know a lot about dragons. Because he's probably read a lot about them. I think they'll get off pretty well, right? Tyrion and the dragons. And the dragons. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know, I and so. I heard some people kind of chatting about this, whether Tyrion's going to take over Quentin's storyline. Yeah. Um, which we haven't talked about yet from A Dance of Dragons, but... Um, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't... You know, maybe maybe taking over his storyline without dying. You know what I mean? Right. I, 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 yeah, that I would suck. I mean, yeah. Quentin yeah. kind of uh, gets burnt to a crisp. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. God, I just love, love, love. That we can mention that name. That, and I want to talk about it because I loved how he was used in the series. I just, 
there at the end of a dance with dragons i just kind of had my jaw resting on the ground it was uh it was so fun i mean we will be able to talk about it if Tyrion does take over some of those some of those things so i don't think he's gonna die but what would he take over necessarily not the marriage pact I'm trying to think of what else what else there would be because maybe taking the dragons. Yeah, that's maybe that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Or at least being the impetus for the dragons escaping and we don't know yet what the plan is inside of the actual storyline uh for mm-hmm. the dragons being out and with Danny being on the run. So there could be a situation there where where Tyrion maybe by mistake uh helps them to be released. I'm not sure. Right. I have to make sure Eric doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and how will Tyrion ultimately be able to handle ruling Marine? I think we know how he was able to really keep things in order when he was Hand of the King in King's Landing. Uh, but there's also that scene with him and Varys and what appears to be a Red Priestess. And at least upon her departure, she looks very, very content Whereas Varys kind of has a, I don't know, look on his face. So how will the Red God, knowing how massively he failed Melisandre uh, last season, play a role in Marine? You know, what what could a Red Priestess possibly want uh, with these two characters? Do you think that the title of episode one being called The Red Woman refers to that and not Melisandre? That's probably the case. Dual it's, meaning. Yeah, it might be dual. <laughs> I'm so it might be quadruple meaning. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it means one. Remember thing. when they were visiting Volantis, the moment where um they were speaking about the woman was speaking about Danny as Azora High as the one that's come to save them, and uh, she gave Tyrion that pretty harsh stare down, which made us get excited about mm, maybe there's some dragon blood in him or something. Uh, interesting enough to catch their eye. So I'm thinking that this is just a, a furthering of the relationship with them. And if I could put my my best guess on the matter, it has something to do with them controlling the state of things in the city because I think now in such a time of unrest, we got to think about Marine after the fighting pits have happened that people are needing religion now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and there's a shot of the Sons of the Harpy looking like they have just attacked some of the Miranese and they're looking back at something and be interesting to know what exactly they're looking back at. It's Tyrion on Rhaegal. No. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> That'd be mean, awesome. They do look startled. It's hard to tell. They have those big masks on, but you can't read their expression, I guess. Can you imagine how just wild the sons of the harpy are going to be with Danny outside of the city? Just not there anymore. Tyrion may need a few dragons to keep them in check. Yeah, that's going to be so fun to watch. So I'm, I'm glad we got to see more of that. And um, yeah, I hope that I hope that goes well. And uh, our good friend Jorah is still dealing with a bit of grayscale. It looks even dustier than ever. Yeah, it's so sad. I hope that he just goes out just crazy. You know what I mean? I, I hope that he's like, like he kills this- the Night's King. Yeah, like he's this incredibly Golly gallant see! knight. Yeah, and <laughs> kills the Night's King. Yeah, I hope that that's how he goes. I don't want him to just slowly, slowly die from this. I don't want him to die. I want him to hang around and be there at the end. You know, he's been a really fun character, Jorah. And like the other business we're having with the Mormonts, it's just, it's fun that they're connected. I know that that's kind of a an asinine thought line, but it's it's worth bringing up. The world is contracting a little bit. It's getting smaller. And we're finally, all these storylines are starting to cross over each other and even little stuff like that. Um I think that a lot of the time this world that we're playing in feels very disjointed and big and I feel it getting smaller as everybody realizes that they're just going to get killed by white walkers. So, (laughs) or be burned on a cross in front of Winterfell because apparently now there are like 30, there's a lot of them. There wasn't, there weren't 30, but there was, there was a a good handful of key. Well, we can only assume are key players burning in front of Winterfell. (sighs) Man. Maybe it's the Boltons. Well, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe it is. Maybe it's a, a little taste of their own medicine. Who else would it be? Another character that uh, got a fair amount of screen time in this trailer was Arya. And she looked like she won a couple rounds with the Waif uh, and was worse off every single time. 
That one part when she flips back up, though, that was so cool. It's a bit like a Mortal Kombat scene. It was very yeah. nin- ninja-esque hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, I feel like we didn't learn too much about Arya. I mean, like, correct me if you think that I'm wrong, but... We learned that she gets no more chances. So clearly she screwed up something again. I just want her to get out of there and just start doing some real stuff. And I know that Eric is not here, but there was a lot of Greyjoy action if you looked very closely. Literally. If you listen closely, you can hear him cheering from home. Yeah, <laughs> with the train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was Yara. There was Theon. There was Euron. Mm-hmm. No Balin. I didn't see him. There was that nice foggy shot of Pike. It looked yeah. very spooky, mm-hmm. very foggy. Hannah I linked wonder what's going to happen. To another version of the trailer where someone had gone in and brightened it because this is you know, the darkest television show of all time. And mm-hmm. we got to see it even clearer and uh, the updated one. So Pike looks intricate and we got to see the same side of Euron. We talked about next episode as, as we look ahead to season six, like giving our top five of, of characters who will not make it through season six. I, I was going to even say like, I don't even think we can put Balin Greyjoy in that category <laughs> because uh, like to me, he's done episode one. We should also do top five characters that won't make it past episode one. <laughs> now that would be interesting. I put my money on the waif. Arya's going to take her out. I know. So just gonna... <laughs> I'm going to pick like super easy characters like that. So I don't have to make hard mm-hmm. choices. Mm-hmm. But Yara, she looks sad in one of these shots. In another shot, she looks very happy when right. she's <laughs> kissing the uh, Valantian woman. She looks all over the place, honestly. Yeah, she, Peaks and valleys, Zach. Peaks, Peaks and, and valleys. valleys. She's got Baelish's magic carpet, and she's traveling all over Westeros and Essos, uh, taking names. She's like borrowing a, a page out of Euron's book. I worry for Theon, though. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that that's Yara that he's crying to? I know we talked about that last trailer, but Lady I still Stoneheart. think that... You think it's Lady Stoneheart? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is, but I the ch- no, it's it's Yara. You can be on that Lady Stoneheart hype train. That's cool with me. I am, but I I shouldn't say that that's her. <laughs> I looked at that cheek already close enough. I was like, it does not look like pudding. That's not her. And why haven't we seen In McShane yet? Because he does things that we're not supposed to know that he does, except he leaks that out to <laughs> media. So you think it's okay to to see the four horsemen of the apocalypse standing in front of fire, walking into fire? In a trailer, but not even just a shot of Ian McShane's face. Just real quick. Just a, just a quick shot. See him in character. Congratulations on being cast in Game of Thrones. You've been in everything yeah, else. Maybe. That's cool. You know, like one of those quick shots that you have to like watch the trailer at point two five speed to catch. You talking about the shot with Podrick when he was getting yanked? Yeah, I'm saying we, I would be fine with even if we just got something like that. Me too. Like the uh, the Niffler from Fantastic <laughs> Beasts, where he's yeah. like. <laughs> rolling on his butt through the uh... you just name drop a niffler <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. life is good when you can talk about a niffler mm-hmm. i think oh. that mike is my best friend hopefully yeah, most of our our audience knows what that is it's, they're very annoying when you keep shiny objects in your office if not go read <laughs> harry potter <laughs> anyway uh podrick's hopefully safe and sound i think that that was just a uh it was just a little joke right some listeners think that it is Bronn who's given them the old what for. I hope so. It'd be cool if they were back together. Just looking at banners in the distance and telling each other what they look like. Can you imagine just Bronn and Podrick and Brienne? They're with the Tullys. I mean, yeah. the whole army of just all of our faves. It's contracting. Yeah, I like know. you said. Davos. Davos Mormont. and Sansa doing business with one another. I mean, do you remember how we felt when Davos and John And you, you, already, you guys knew that. And so seeing Davos with, with, with Sansa here, and clearly he makes it past whatever drama is happening at Castle Black. Should we just watch that clip? Let's watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's watch it. This was the clip from Conan O'Brien. Conan, thank you. <laughs> For everything. <laughs> also, we should we should make note of the fact that Liam Cunningham also revealed the fact that George R. R. Martin told him something that nobody else knows. <sighs> I hate that, and I love it. He's our Snape. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I've never been goes. much of a fighter. Good boy. Apologies for what you're about to see. The ghost is the best. Come on. 
There's so much hesitation, too, on their part. I know. He knows it. Look at Davos. This season's gonna be awesome. <laughs> There's freaking Ollie. There's Ollie. I know. It's happening. It's happening. They're almost through. All right. Okay. Uh, and then it just cuts <laughs> off. I gotta say, that scene where Davos says apologies for what you're about to see is probably the single most exciting thing out of anything that we have seen Badass. so far before season yeah. six. Yeah, that's it's, the thing that gets me uh, yeah. so excited. It's easy to get caught up in the hubbub of the, the things happening with the White Walkers, but when you get to the feelings, which I feel like this trailer really did, apart from the other ones, was just really get to the feelings of some of these characters and... Uh, I hope I you're not right another, about another Liam plug Coney for and Ghost Kills Ollie. Two K sixteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I were Ollie, Ollie's I would standing go. on the other side of the door. I would run. Oh God! I can't wait to see that child be murdered on this TV show. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're kind-hearted people, really. Well, since we're in the clip mood right now, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with Cersei and Jamie. We mentioned this one earlier. Jamie has returned, and he is speaking with Cersei. Do you remember the first time you saw a dead body? Mother. All I could think about when she died was what would happen to her now. Every day, every night. What does Mama look like now? Has she started to bloat? Ugh. Has her skin turned black? My lips peel back from her teeth. I think about locking Marcella in a crypt. I think about her beautiful little face starting to close. Don't think about it. I have to. I just can't believe that Marcella's dead. That was a powerful scene. Yeah. That was my first time watching it. That was... That was a powerful scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really powerful scene and goes back a little bit earlier on in the episode when I said that, you know, I felt like this was a huge driving factor behind how we see both Cersei and Jamie's characters interact with the Faith Militant and respond to everything that's going on in this world. Clearly, there's going to be at least in my mind, I would hope some sort of retribution towards Dorne uh, for yeah. what happened to Marcella. Um, but also just knowing that now they're going to basically play this game now like they have nothing to lose because they've lost so much already. Yeah, and you can really you can really see that I choose violence. in this scene here. It's going to add a, a neat spin to Jamie's forward motion because he didn't have that necessarily before. Do you think we're going to finally get... Hmm. Jamie, the redemption that he hasn't gotten in the show yet. I don't know. I think that they tried for that. Maybe. I don't know. I just, I, I think I understand a lot of the other sh- footage from the trailer with Jamie and Cersei before because, man, they're really, they're really sharing uh, a heart to heart, like a very heartfelt moment there. I'm glad that it's not just anger and resentment because they've had to go through losing a child before. That was a that was a really really good scene. I'm 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 excited. And thanks to this second clip from HBO, we may have found out the answer as to whether or not Theon and Sansa truly survived that jump off of Winterfell. So creepy when you hear the dogs in the background. They are not alone. It does look like Theon's limping. Probably hurt. Music is so good. So good. Oh, I love this. So beautiful, too. Oh, my. Yeah, this is great. This is great. What a tease. I'm excited. (laughs) That was, yes. (laughs) It's intense. It it really makes me worry for Theon. I know. I'm happy for Theon. I'm like cheering for him. You got out of there. That's true. You know, I, true. I hope that you get far away from those dogs. I hope Brienne flies in on her silver stallion, slays everyone around you. Podrick comes and saves the day. Yeah, Everybody lives happily ha- ever after. <laughs> is there any happiness in Game of Thrones? Like, <laughs> No. 
My version of happiness is watching another clip from season six that I have not seen. And it's the longest one yet. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Is, it is. Is this a show Drogon being really, really huge? I guess we'll Perhaps. find out. The Dothraki walk, Khaleesi. Uh, <laughs> oh man, this looks so good. I'm officially even more hyped than it's I have time. been. Welcome home, Khaleesi. The way that it was captured, apart from what was in it, it, it felt so bold and just like, all right, here's Vyastothrak, you know? Here's a shot of this is where they're going to meet inside of this place. Here, uh, You could see her picked out so well and the really long angle from the top of the the, the horses, the statues. Mm-hmm. She, You could see her standing amongst the horde as it moved forward. Oh man, this is very promising. This is very, very promising. Yeah, it, it's amazing though too how a character that we feel is that powerful can just be reduced to depending on where she is in the world to move your ass. <laughs> like, I think it's good for her though, right? I think Humbling, it's good for her. is that what you're saying? It's part of, I don't know, taking on the mantle that she will take if she ends up being as fated as we believe that she she will be. I don't think that she's going to let this go on too far she's got the trump card drogon also she's just tough right she is tough yeah i wonder how long this dothraki situation will last like it'll probably be the first half of the season right like her coming to grips with what's happening she also understands the dothraki in a way that she hasn't understood any of the other people that she's been with for a long time she does understand them it's a great point well, these clips were fantastic, and the new trailer was great, and I'm really happy that we had the opportunity to come together and talk about this. I know that the book is still heavy on our mind. I'm thinking about the Quentin stuff and uh, really just kind of squeezing all of that together and thinking about adaptations and uh, getting a little bit romantic already for the chapter discussions that we're about to leave behind as we move into season six. But this is another exciting time, right? Like this, these these conversations are are grand in another way. So I'm looking forward to it. It's like we were saying, we were talking about when we were talking about what we were gonna do for this episode, and I was like, how could we talk about the books at a time like this? One of the things that I love about when a trailer comes out is it's a prelude to us getting owns for the season, and it's not going to be too long from now where we have to. Get that old satchel, right, <laughs> Zach? Yes. Dump out all the owns that uh, we'll receive from week to week. And just seeing the number that came in this with afternoon. respect to this trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a very short period of time, if that's any indication of how many owns we're going to get this season. And the best part is they never disappoint. Like they're so creative. They're so good. There's unbelievable uh, hashtag creation. <laughs> the likes of which I've never seen, and they're probably vastly inappropriate, but that just makes them all the better. <laughs> Let's get into these owns. And the first over on Facebook comes from Stephanie Serco, who says, my own goes to the gorgeous master player of the game, Sansa Stark. She's looking fierce as fuck and looks <laughs> yes, ready yes, to take yes. back everything that was stolen from her. Hashtags. Hashtag <laughs> time for wolves. Hashtag wardness of the north. Hashtag dress embroidery on point. On another note, though, that shot of Walder Frey... Sorry, that's Bobby Flay. <laughs> On another note, though, that shot of Walder Frey looks new. There are men in Lannister armor at those tables, and they weren't present at the Red Wedding. I hope he trips and falls onto a needle this season. Hmm, Stephanie. Mm. Don't hmm. we all? Next, we have Stephen Hauser, who says, Owns for, owns for Tyrion for I drink and no things. Hashtag like a boss. Own for the Wildlings to battling the Boltons. Time for the Boltons to get 
blade. Did you see the shot of just the mountains of people standing on top of mountains of people uh, when the Boltons were fighting the wildlings? Like that is going to be super intense. Yeah. All right. Daniela Harker writes, way too excited for series six. Owner of the show for such an awesome buildup. All the trailers and teasers have been on point. My highlight of this one, my highlights of this one, Stark's kicking ass all over the place, Tyrion drinking and knowing things, Davos saying what we've been screaming at the TV for the last season. Just awesome <laughs> stuff. Can't wait for the 24th of April. Neither can we. Brandy got excited. She says, I think I'm too excited for <laughs> Owens, but a rundown of my thoughts watching the trailer. Motherfucker, I want to see Tyrion ride a dragon. <laughs> And quote, all I think about is what was taken from me. Yes, Sansa, yes. I want to see her rally the Northerners to her cause and tear the fucking Boltons apart. I have a good feeling Ramsay, Roos, or both will not survive this season. I Holy so. shit, Walter Frey was in that trailer. Yes. Brienne is at River Run, Lady fucking Stoneheart. <laughs> Sansa and Davos are in the same room with a Mormont sigil in the background. Mm-hmm. Queen in the North. Mm-hmm. Queen in the North. Queen Two in exclamation the North. points. Frida Lovick says, Own to Arya's moves at 126. Is she finally becoming a ninja assassin we always knew she would be? Mm-hmm. Also, own to Jamie being in River Run. Looks like he finally read the book and realized where he was supposed to be all along. <laughs> uh, shout outs to Davos at Bear Island. Is he talking to Leona Mormont by any chance? I hope so. And Tormund fighting under Stark banners. Travis Cole, my own goes to Tyrion for being a straight boss ass pimp as usual. That's what I do. Drink and no things. Mic drop and imp hmm. walk out. Emily Filio says, the Targaryen sigil on this knight's armor made me so happy, <laughs> unlike the guy he's stabbing. <laughs> I was worried the unlucky fighter was Jamie, but Sir Kebab has a right hand. Ouch. Uh, my own goes to Arya for that badass jump from her back to her feet. Someone's about to get the snot kicked out of them. Uh, Daryl K. Patterson a major own goes to the spoiler-free info from the special premiere party this week that not only informs us that this season premiere, more than any other season premiere, hits the ground running big time, but that at least half the scenes shown in the trailers take place very early in the season, so there's so much we haven't mm-hmm. seen yet. The wait is killing me. Louis-Philippe Pilon. <laughs> oh, my own goes to the one true queen in the north. We need a badass goth redhead to flame broil a little pervy Bolton lad who's desperately in need of some discipline. I don't know why I read that as a song title. <laughs> Not going to happen. I know, but a man can dream. A man can dream. Jacqueline Groob. Wow. Buzzing with excitement. Own to the show. Own to Goo for sharing this time of happy anticipation with us. And someone's calling. Hello, Wonder George. Who it could be. Own to the show. Own to Goo for sharing this time of happy anticipation with us. And own to Sir Davos. He may not be a literate man, but I have a feeling he will teach us all. Hey, Micah. Quite possible. I think that yep. you should start giving Game of Thrones spoilers to telemarketers who are calling your house. Yes! <laughs> yes! All right. If it happens again, I'll pick up the phone. <laughs> I'll read the own. <laughs> Tony Richard. Own goes to... Is it my turn? Yeah, just... Tony Richards. Own goes to the frame of Walter Frey. Can't wait to see his ass get killed finally. What if he kills more people, Tony? Then what? Hopefully it's Arya Horseface that does it. Sweet vengeance. Laura Silva, I also have to give my owns to Sansa for learning the game and becoming such a good player. Don't hate the player. Hate, hate the, the game. game. Dave Clark, own goes to Tyrion, correlation and causation. Does he know things because he drinks or does he drink because <laughs> of what he knows? <laughs> mm. Both good questions. <laughs> Andrew Lim, own goes to Pod for being in the wrong place, Lannister Army Camp, at the right time, rescued by Braun. Another deep question. Janet Robinson says, Drogon owns everything with his shadow. He's very big. He's so huge. Pretty much. He grew. Steven Vandenberg, my own goes to all these damn owns. <laughs> hashtag so many owns. <laughs> hashtag one own to rule them all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. Charmaine Papworth, could Sansa be morphed into a Lady Stoneheart? It would be an interesting twist on the book. Mm. Yeah. She read Charmaine our minds. Charmaine what's up. Cameron Ross says, my own goes to the fact that everything is nice and peaceful in Westeros. Certainly no bloodshed in this kingdom. Hashtag mm-hmm. seven kingdoms travel agent. Hashtag ain't no, ain't no party like a Night's King party. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, hashtag ain't no party like a Night's King party. Because a Night's King party 
Never stops because he just, just brings himself back to life. He's just saying, you died, then you're back. Matt Workman, my own goes to the Stark schedule. Good to see the Dire Wolf flying. Uh, O'Neill McLarty, my own goes to anyone who would go to a feast hosted by Walder Frey. Yeah, mm. <laughs> what the... And also, his own is Zombie Marjorie standing behind Loris, who is looking like a wannabe Theon. That did creep me out. I thought it also mm-hmm. could have been Euron. I was like, what is this? What, what is, is going on here? She looked scary. Camilla Lusso, own to Tyrion for drinking and knowing things, and own to the gods for spilling more blood than the rest. Cody Gordon, my own goes to the bloody hand, wherever it may be going. Shannon Spicer, own to Tyrion, who says, that's what I do. I drink and I know things. Best character ever. Gavin Hoskins says, how do you pick just one own from that trailer? Have to give my own to Davos shout out to the White Walkers and the Night's King. Make no mistake, the dead are coming. Hell yeah, they are. Stephen McCarthy with the true zinger. My own goes to a possible future power couple, Sansa and Tormund Giantsbane. A pair of powerful kiss by fire characters. Let's be real. Anybody that Sansa's with is a power couple. Well, I'm not going to be able to for get that out of my mind. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, over on Twitter, Wenda the White Fawn. Always good to hear from her. Own to Mace's helmet fluffery and to the own I'll be giving to Jamie for his inevitable snarky remark about it. Nice hat. And our other good friend, Brienne of Tarth, responded to Wenda's tweet and said, damn it, that was mine. Okay. Um... My own goes to Tommen and Cersei's <laughs> buy one, get one matching hair. <laughs> the crown is in debt, Man. after all. Bevan Boychuk, uh, the best line is Tyrion. Everyone thinks this. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Next on Twitter, Scott Chadburn says, My own goes to Davos, handier with a sword than he led us to believe, and clearly now the hashtag hand of the north. Hand in the north. Hand I in like the north. That. Hand in the hand north. <laughs> Big Blue Kool-Aid says, Own to Tyrion meeting Danny's fire-breathing stepchildren. The best kind of stepchildren. At Manicular Bomb says, Others are saying this is unmounted, but my own goes to the possibility of this Kingslaying flashback. The shadows. I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I hope so, too. A lot of people think that. Hmm. Russ Elliott writes, My own goes to the horse lord that decided Danny does not need her shirt. Keep that for your collection. Karate Kid 2 style. <laughs> God. Slow motion riot. <laughs> the best kind. My own goes to Mace Terrell for his pompously plumed helm on Baylor's <laughs> steps. Who else could rock that? <laughs> Hashtag no one. Hashtag we grow strong. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, Jeff Lightfoot says, own to the two traits needed to train a dragon, having read a lot about them in your youth and being drunk enough to try. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Martell. And Amy Calhoun writes, and yes, we're okay, Calhouns. Owned to Sansa in that Stark emblem. She looks so badass and out for blood and taking charge for the first time in her life. Or the third yeah. or fourth, to be fair, Amy, right? Nicholas Ang says, own to Davos. He'll own this whole season. He's calling it now. Travis Lyle-Check says, own to the great Sir Arthur Dane for the dawn of his Game of Thrones career. It is known. Maybe short-lived. Heathen King, king of all heathens, writes to us. He says, own to the King's Guard and the Tower of Joy Vision, shish-kebobbing one of Ned's men. With a rage face to boot. Also, own to the score in the Theon Sansa scene, spine-tingling, menacing. Yeah. Completely agree. That was excellently yep. done. Wow, a lot of Calhouns coming up. Right? <laughs> Jen Calhoun, no relation to Amy. Own to my heart for surviving being teased with the reunions of my favorite couples. Jamie and Brienne and Bron and Pod. Yes, 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 yes. I love Broad. OTP. (laughs) Secondary owned all the time I wasted at work watching this frame by frame. (laughs) Hashtag getting paid for this. Jen Calhoun knows what's up. And Amy, her stepsister, (laughs) aunt, mom, grandma, daughter said back to her, you could say this trailer owned my productivity yesterday afternoon. I think it did for most people. Next, we have Eric Kluth, who says, Own to Davos being surrounded by men of the Night's Watch in an early scene and then finding out he makes it because he's in another scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Nope, not Chloe, right? Uh, Own to Sansa's sweet dressmaking skills. Nowhere near the most dramatic shot of the trailer, but still the one that made me gasp. Bacon Manatee agrees and mm-hmm. says... Own to Sansa for being back in Stark clothing and the future Queen of the North. At Amessa on Twitter says, my own is to Brianna Jamie's imminent reunion in the Riverlands. They're going to take another bath. Ugh, I can't Blackfish wait. With Blackfish still bathed together. <laughs> yeah. Philip Hobbs, P. Rob Hobb, 
Jamie Lannister with Tyrell Army at his back about to go sparrow hunting. Jadha. Ooh, I love that. I wasn't expecting new footage. So the new trailer and clips owned my yesterday. I got zero work done. Can't <laughs> wait for April 24th. I sense a, a trend here. I'm glad it's not. I'm not the only one. Kyle Perkisher says, own to Jamie calling out the gods. I don't know if that's such a good idea, but yes. Good job, Jamie. Vivid Verdandy vividly writes, own to the intense music. It got me so pumped up. And owned to Sansa for rocking the direwolf sigil and looking so formidable and badass. And over on Patreon, we heard from Bannerman Gene S. <laughs> says, own to random lady who manages to walk away smirking, leaving Tyrion and Varys dumbfounded around 55 seconds. I saw speculation she's a red priestess. That should be very interesting, especially since neither of those two seem like big blood magic fans. Especially not Varys, right? No, yeah. definitely not Varys. Yeah, definitely not Varys. And John Webster. John! Gives a damn about whether John comes back or not. My own goes to the Queen of the North. Sansa's all decked out in furs and bearing the wolf sigil. The North remembers. The North remembers. That was a lot of owns. That was a ton there was of owns. good owns in there. There were. There were. I like that See? there was an own for the amount of owns that were coming in. <laughs> well, now that you've all been su- sufficiently one-linered, uh, humored, and owned, I think this is a good moment to remind you. You can join the ranks of your fellow quick-witted and interestingly named associates that listen to this podcast just by writing into us. Tell us how you feel. Mm-hmm. And don't despair. There's still plenty of time to do that before season six starts. And you can do so in any number of ways that uh, we just read from. You can tweet at us at Game of Owns on Twitter. Scroll upon our Facebook wall at facebook.com slash Game of Owns. Or uh, shoot us an email, contact at Game of And of course, Eric still has his full episode that he will do uh, recounting... Uh, Many moments from uh, the trailer and the clips that uh, we just talked about. That's going to be fun. It's so. going to be my new favorite podcast. <laughs> you know we're going to get people writing in complaining that that episode never come, came out, right? <laughs> Good. <laughs> He's going to be pissed that we even said that. But <laughs> guys, I'm looking forward to the fact that we just have one more of our episodes between now in season six one more in addition to this one so it's coming it's crazy to think about you know we go through this whole off season that we call our on season mm-hmm. because we jump into the books and we get into all the details of the chapters and the differences between the books and the show and it's crazy to think that we are really now just one podcast away from <laughs> talking about episode one of season six that's wild how long have we been talking about season six since season five ended i feel like i've been talking about season six since probably season three season one season four yeah <laughs> yeah I'm since we glad. were sitting in eric's kitchen uh following the yeah. finale of, yeah. of, of the fifth season in chicago mm-hmm. hannah this is going to be your first season podcasting with the show, I mean, like, how do you feel? Like, are I'm you prepared? so excited. I feel nervous that I'm not going to be very eloquent. That I'm just going to be screaming through every episode. I so away every single yeah. episode that we record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. No, I'm super, super excited to talk about the show with you guys. So it's going to be really fun. I'm, I'm really excited. It's like if, if this is any indication, the excitement that you're all pushing forward. Um, you know, we just put out the call for owns not too long ago before we started recording. It was just like a, a tidal wave of, of, of just getting prepared and. I don't know. All of our standards that can be continued to write over the years have just helped make this a really fun experience. And to all of you that have just joined up recently and who will continue, like there's there are years left to carve your own roles and become your own brand of Tarth. Or... It's way more fun when we do it all together. So Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have a lot of uh, cool ideas planned for our next episode. Mentioned earlier, we'll do a we'll do a little bit of a pool our top five uh, characters who won't make it through season six, but just a lot to look forward to coming off this trailer, coming off the clips. We can do a a bit of theorizing of how season six will play out. And then, you know, 10 weeks later, we'll see just how wrong we were. Yeah. So next week's episode is going to be a lot of fun. We want you to send us your thoughts. This is kind of the last opportunity because once we're in the middle of season six, that's that's it you know it's it's gonna happen so fast so you could uh write in and tell us what you think about that list that was like micah's 
just morbid idea to get us sad about what could possibly happen. What better way to get us ready for season <laughs> six? Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm sure prepared. plenty of plenty of uh, like other outlets and such have done that before, uh, but I don't think we've ever done it. And the fact I think that you we can come say up top with some pretty, five, look, we'll, we'll figure this out. And, and uh, of course, you know, all you listening, send us in your top five. We will read it prior to uh, episode one airing. So get your death pools in order. But I think one other thing that's important to mention really quickly here as we wrap up the show is that A Feast with Dragons will return post-season six. I know, I think we were all planning to at least get two more chapters in, but with the trailer dropping and the clips coming out and us now being so close to the start of the next season, uh, we're going we're gonna to table it mm-hmm. and we'll come back. Uh, and I think it'll be even better, though, for us to jump back into the books with having all the knowledge that we've gained from season six. Absolutely. And new reports of Winds of Winter, hopefully. <laughs> Come on, George, Jesus. So shed a tear for A Feast with Dragons. It's been a lot of fun so far. And this is a perfect time to tell your friends who may be interested in listening to our podcast to listen to it with you. Because then you can, you know, laugh and cry I've and spread it around the office a little bit yeah so do what mike is doing spread spread the podcast around your office like a poison so that people know that you're spending your days at work watching <laughs> trailers <laughs> like, wait, you said um, you didn't do any work yesterday yeah <laughs> and uh continue to review us and share us on itunes and twitter and all that good stuff facebook instagram snapchat vine I don't think we have Weibo, Vine. Vine. <laughs> MySpace. All, everything. Yeah, MySpace. In the wise words of Maester Tannenbaum, a single podcast separates us from season six. Next week, join us for that final episode. I just have one thing left to say. Who are you? Zach, Hannah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tell your father I'm here. <laughs>